podcast with Scott McKnight, the conversation designed to look at how the kingdom took root then and how it's taking root now. Today on the podcast, we have a conversation with Tim and John from The Bible Project. Scott, well, our listeners are in for a real treat today because we have a conversation with the Bible Project guys who are really doing some cool things, aren't they? That's right. I mean, I think uh, uh, that Tim and John Collins, Tim Mackey and John Collins at the Bible Project are doing some of the most innovative things today for teaching the Bible, for... uh, helping churches understand how to teach the Bible, helping people who don't have access to resources uh, learn about the Bible. So I'm I'm excited about the opportunity to talk to Tim and John. Yeah, and they kind of tell their story, which I've really never heard before. So it was real fascinating. And we even get to hear some of your skateboarding stories as well, don't we? <laughs> Yes, and my unicycle when I, when, I, when I rode across the front of that that classroom in Carlson Tower on a unicycle, the students thought I was going to kill myself. Well, we won't tell anymore. We'll let you listen to the, yeah. the conversation in the episode. But um, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, I want to let you know that Scott and I are going to start a series that is based on Scott's new book, Pastor Paul, where we work through the different cultures that he talks about in the book. Um, but this is something that we don't really want to do just in isolation in conversations just with Scott and I. We'd love to have you participate. And so I want to encourage you to grab a copy of Scott's book. If you haven't done that, um, Amazon or wherever books are sold, you could, you could get that. And if you got any questions or insights or comments, um, I would love to, to hear from you on them. Um, you can email me at crobbins, that's C-R-O-B-B-I-N-S, at seminary.edu. And I uh, would love to hear your questions and thoughts as we work through our next podcast series together. But um all right. Scott, you got anything else before we throw it to the conversation? No, I'm looking forward to the conversation about Pastor Paul. Yeah, it's a good one um, and great resource that um, is, is super important. So, well, without further ado, here's the episode. Tim, John, so excited to have you guys on the podcast today. Welcome to our conversation. Yeah, thank you. We're yeah, stoked to talk to you guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, Chaz, I thought I'd jump in here. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was speaking in Portland, and uh-huh. I had never heard of Tim. And Dan Kimball, my buddy, says, you got to hear this guy teach the Bible. So Tim gets up on the stage and he starts diagramming stuff in this picture of, a, I don't, Tim, I don't even remember exactly which one it was. And I thought, this is unbelievable. Yeah. All of a sudden he's put together this whole book of the Bible. And it may have been the story of the Bible, the whole Bible. Uh, and yeah, I thought, sure. what sure. in the world? And so yeah. I was so impressed with that because it was um, academically responsible and it was creative, it was artistic, um, and it was combining um, biblical studies along with the larger narrative of the Bible that mm-hmm. I, I find people far more interested in today 
rather than mm-hmm. say, what does, um, let's say, what's Mark's uh, theology? I, I find people mm-hmm. want to say, how do we put this all together in the larger narrative? And what's the narrative mm-hmm. about Jesus? So that was the first time I heard Tim, and I was so impressed that I've been following the Bible Project. Well, at that time, it wasn't quite the Bible Project, I don't think. Yeah, I think we had just one. I think I might have showed one video. Yeah. um, At at that, whatever that conference was or something. That was the the first regeneration conference at uh, at Lago Day. Correct. So, yep, uh, Tim, right. I would I would really appreciate for our audience, and I, I want to say I think Tim is one of the most creative Bible teachers in well, for I'll say in the world, but I don't know the world. Um, in my experience <laughs> in the United States, Tim is one of the most creative Bible teachers, and I've used his videos in classes. I've used his diagrams. My students at Northern Seminary resonate with these diagrams or these pictures. I'm not quite sure what you call them. Uh, (laughs) And um, I just, I would like to hear a little bit, Tim, about how you got into this, a little bit of your story so that our, um, our listeners can learn to appreciate the Bible project. Yeah. Um, uh, Thank you for those kind words, Scott. I'm intimidated by myself now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, no pressure <laughs> yeah no no pressure uh uh let, right there ahead Let's, of tom Wright. okay yeah <laughs> wow okay well, now i'm really into it um uh so yeah part of the, the bible project is truly a uh a team effort and a combination of a lot of people and it began um with john Collins and I teaming up, but we also, each of us brought our own kind of different stories and experience to, to the project. Um, so for me, I, I started following Jesus uh, in my early 20s because of an outreach ministry to skateboarders in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it was actually a skate park that was built and hosted by a local church. Um, and uh, the skate park is open in the evenings, people come. And then they shut down the park for 20 minutes every night, and somebody gives like a Jesus talk to all of these like rabble, rabble rousers. And uh, anyway, so uh, th- there you go. But uh, uh, the Jesus uh, really struck me um, in my late teens and early 20s, and um, he did something really profound in my life. And um, so I started following him when I was about 20 years old. And so I, I had never read the Bible in any depth. I think I had heard about Noah <laughs> and, and Abraham. I couldn't have told you any stories attached to them. Uh, and because I grew up in a religious context and our family attended church, but I anyway, I didn't know anything about the Bible. So I started reading the Bible in this community of skateboarding Christians. Um, and there was a Christian college across the street uh, named Multnomah Bible College, now university. And I just had the great fortune of like the first Bible classes I took were by these brilliant professors who introduced me to Jewish history, to um, ancient Israelite awesomeness, culture, ancient Near Eastern stuff, and also the literary kind of, the, you know, uh, the whole field of studies associated with scholars like Robert Alter or Shimon Bar Frat. Um, the, just the literary studies of, of biblical literature. And it just captured my imagination, and I haven't looked back. Uh, 
I just went to school for a really long time. <laughs> so you went to Multnomah, then you, you, did you do seminary yeah. there and then a PhD? Yeah, yep. I did went to Western Seminary here in Portland. And uh, and I wanted to stay in Portland just because I really loved being a part of this ministry. It was such a really exciting, vibrant ministry context. And, you know, I was like teaching junior hires. I would get these, like a sheet of butcher paper, 30 feet long, and me and my friend Peter would start drawing out the whole biblical narrative. And um, so the idea of, of putting the whole story together, of using art to art as an analog to the verbal literary artistry of the biblical text and translating that into visual cues was a kind of early part of just how I learned how to study and think about the Bible in that skateboard ministry context <laughs> in Multnomah. So uh, I, I got I got hooked on biblical studies then um, in learning Greek and Hebrew, um, discovered the Septuagint and the Dead Sea Scrolls, and then I was off to the races, man. Nobody could hold me back. Where and, uh, in the pro where in this whole thing uh, do you meet John and get involved in the Bible project? Yeah, yeah. So uh, John and I met at that skateboard park. Yeah. Um, and uh, and he had you, you. I say he, but he's sitting right here next to me. Hi, John. <laughs> yeah. Hey, John. You, you moved down to uh, Portland to go to school at Multnomah too. Tim, yeah. uh, John, is Tim good on the skateboard? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I so I grew up rollerblading, <laughs> and um, and so the skateboard ministry had a rollerblade night, okay. and uh, that's what I ran. It's my dirty little secret. <laughs> um, and we, so we did separate nights. Yeah. We so were... I've never actually skateboarded with Tim. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So wow. it's all, it's all a, a myth as, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I was okay. I, I was good enough. Yeah. When I was, when I was in fifth grade, skateboards started in the United States as far as, uh, and uh, a friend of mine made one out of, uh, put a roller skate, Skate oh. on the bottom of a piece of oak, <laughs> oh. and, then, and then I rode around. But we didn't do anything that you guys are doing. It was it was when I was in junior high or high school that they started making fiberglass boards, like Z Boys days. Z I don't know what that. Oh, this is this is before. No, this would have been in the That's what, California, 50s, 60s, right? Uh, yeah. This yeah. is the yeah. okay. this is the uh, uh, let's say the. Uh, what was the original com uh, a computer that was just a kind of... Oh, sure. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like the MIT yeah. computer that was the size of a closet? <laughs> uh, so my dad had one of those skateboards. I grew up with it, the, his roller skate. It had clay wheels. Uh, and, uh, yes, yes. That was yeah. advanced. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah. very advanced, so... Well, okay, yeah. I think I have a. I think I have the idea for your next Bible project video. Scott <laughs> McKnight on his retro wow. skateboard. One day, a student, a student brought uh, a unicycle to class in college, and of course, the student didn't know that I knew how to ride a unicycle. I said, "Hey, right in the middle of class, I said, I, I want to try this. This is really bugging me." And I got on and I rolled, I, I, I wheeled across the classroom and the students were furious. They were, they were laughing like crazy. Like, this is unbelievable that he knows how to do this. But I was, amazing. I was cheating. Okay. All right. Let's uh, hear about how you develop, yeah. uh, how this 
uh, you two developed it yeah. the Bible project. Yeah. Well, I, I went on to graduate school for a lot of years and did, did my PhD in Hebrew Bible and early Judaism. Uh, and then as I was finishing my dissertation, became a pastor at the church we were attending. And so once again, it was really a, a bridge between academic and local church ministry, teaching the Bible to normal people. It's just, that's the world I love, uh, is bridging those worlds. And so I had started to work out, yeah, short little videos created for the people at my church about summarizing whole books of the Bible and their literary design in just a few minutes. Bible in five. It was called the Bible in five. <laughs> and uh, so, but we had, Jessica and I, my wife and I had our first child. And so we were wanting to move back to Portland. And um, all the years that I was going to school for too long, learning Ugaritic and reading the Dead Sea Scrolls, John was actually developing very you know, like employable skills mm. <laughs> here in Portland. <laughs> I was adulting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, uh, well, after, after undergrad, I worked in a local church, actually the church that the skateboard oh. ministry was out of. Yeah, that's right. And was on the pastoral staff there. And then I just was like, I can't, I can't hang. I can't do this. I was in my early twenties. I didn't feel prepared to be a pastor. And so I started getting into, um, I wanted to get into filmmaking, making documentaries. I wanted to, wow. to learn how to communicate things uh, through visuals. Um, and that landed me more into this world of what people call now explainer videos, where I would take complicated issues and boil them down to a two or three minute animated explanation. And this was, and so I just cut my teeth making those and then built a whole company around that, started making those for tech companies, learned business and all that. And during this time, Tim and I were still connected. Mm. We were in different cities, but you'd come back to Portland mm -hmm. and we'd have breakfast or mm -hmm. something and hang out and I would just drill him with, with questions. And Tim was just a great conversation partner for me in terms of wrestling through issues I had with the Bible. Um, after undergrad with, with Bible um, and trying to, to teach it in a local setting, I just, I always left more confused than, um, mm. than I came to the Bible every single time <laughs> I opened it. Mm. And but these conversations with Tim were always really encouraging, and I felt like no topic was off limits. We could just dig in and be honest and vulnerable, and and I always left really encouraged and excited about the Bible. And so when Tim moved back, hmm. I thought let's mm -hmm. let's make explainer videos yeah. about the Bible. Yeah, you you kind of pitched an idea to me about. Uh making some of these videos like what you had already been doing and you already had a studio and some artists and animators, but let's do them about the Bible. Yep. Wow. So I think I came back to you a day or two later with a list <laughs> of a hundred videos. I would, yeah. I would like to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you called the cosmic map, the cosmic map of a uh, Bible explainer. And I was videos. like, Oh yeah, you're serious. This yeah. is. Yeah. And so we made two of them yeah. as pilots. And then we put those up online. The whole idea was, let's see if we can make a hundred videos, but keep them all free mm -hmm. and have fun doing it. Yeah. And um, yeah, as a side project. Yeah, and it just felt like a side project. Yeah, yeah. And we were we weren't ready for just the yeah. enthusiastic response. and generous response. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's amazing. You guys just had these hundred videos that you had a vision for to hope 
that would help people. And then what was the process of it, it taking off? Did it take off right away? Was it a, a slow, gradual progression? I know you guys were consistent in your content mm-hmm. that you put out, but what did that look like for you guys as it mm. did take off? Well, we we started with, yeah, we put two videos up on YouTube and we had formed a, like a nonprofit and a crowdfunded kind of mechanism so that people could give to the next video by going to our website. We'd put like an old fashioned Baptist fundraising thermometer it was kind of a futuristic looking thermometer but a thermometer nonetheless and uh so you could like you know watch a video john and i would wave at the end of the video and be like hey guys hey we want to make another one help us do it and so we kept uh raising money for the next video within a short amount of time after releasing the video yeah within a few weeks we'd have the money for the next one and then it just and then we but it would take us like three months to make a video. To make a video, yeah. So we were putting them out about every three months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I say we wouldn't raise the full amount of the video, we actually had some friends yep. come and yeah. um, invest into the project as kind of like a kitty to like yeah, a seed a seed fund, like a seed fund. Yep. Yeah. So we didn't have to for the first few videos, we didn't have to raise the entire price tag. So we kind of built momentum that way by, mm-hmm. you know, people seeing a thermometer fill up and yeah. then be like, oh, we can do this. Yeah. But just, you know, uh, the great thing, YouTube uh, has already invested a lot to build this platform that's very shareable and that everybody lives on mm-hmm. already. And so that was a big part, I think, of what made it spread quickly was uh, they were shareable, they were short. And they existed in a place where people were already spending a lot of time. And uh, well, so, so yeah, that, that was in May of 2014. It was when we put those two videos up. And we've slowly, uh, this has been my full-time thing now for two and a half years. Wow. For John, about three years. So it was kind of a two-year, two to three-year transition where it became a bigger and bigger side project. Yeah. So we had to make a decision like, I think this is our the thing we're supposed to do. Yeah. So that's been a really fun journey. Well, you know, um, this kind of combines two things because I've always, Tim, I've been privileged uh, with, with you and John to walk through your, what do you call it, a studio? What do you call that? Yeah, yeah. yeah studio. It, it's an animation studio. Yeah, animation <laughs> studio. Right. And I'm walking through and seeing all this. It's, it's pretty complex, but tell me uh, how, tell us, I think our uh, listeners would love to know, and I'm and I want them to uh, get on YouTube and watch these Bible projects and use them in their churches and in their classrooms. But I'm I'm wondering how you uh, walk us through how you started and developed mm-hmm. one on the gospel. What what are the phases huh. of development? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you're referring to a, a recent video we put yeah. out yeah. in uh, real time. What was that? October, September. 2019. I forget. Mm-hmm. I forget. Yeah. So many videos. Uh, well, so that cosmic map of topics and videos that I presented to John at the beginning, well, um, you know, mo- about 70 of them were just on all the books of the Bible and doing some books and two videos like Isaiah or Genesis. Um, but our, our main goal and our kind of our mission is to help people experience the Bible as a unified story that leads to Jesus. And so we want to walk people through the design and message of every book of the Bible. So that's a big part of our library. We have a whole series on how to read the Bible. And then we do series on biblical themes that take one main word or idea 
and show how it weaves the whole story of the Bible together, leading to Jesus. Um, but every one of those videos begins uh, either with me recalling whatever notes I've built up on this or that topic after, I don't know, it's, it's been like 20 plus years of being a biblical studies addict. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just live in biblical studies. I don't, Scott, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just the world that I live and read and think in. And now it's, I love it. Yeah. So you compile um, yeah. all your notes together. Together. I'll re usually read a new stack of books. So for like the gospel video, um, Scott, your King Jesus gospel, I think I read this maybe 10 years ago, right when it came out. Um, and then I've just kind of been collecting books on word or theme studies of the, the Greek word euangelion root and the, the Hebrew um, Becerra word roots. So I, I just get a huge stack of books and that's what I do. And then I compile everything I'm learning into notes. And then John and I come sit in the room we're sitting in right now and we work through that material. Like I'm teaching a class, but just for one student. Mm. Okay. And, and then John asks so many great questions that make me realize I'm not being clear. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you, the, you usually are being very clear, but I... Also, um, I, I'm slow <laughs> on the draw and I'm insatiably curious. So yeah, yeah. we have to work it out in real time. And then yeah. um, and then that conversation really teases up nicely then to write the script. That's right. Because the script is supposed to be for someone like me mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. um, is, is pretty new, doesn't have all this history with these ideas, hasn't spent all these decades in biblical mm -hmm. studies. Mm -hmm. And so as we've worked it out, now we know, okay, here's the beats of the script. Here's how we could work this through to, yeah. for someone else. Yeah. How many, so how many words in a typical script? Oh, I, I, oh, we, we don't do word <laughs> counts. We just kind of know by mm -hmm. how many pages. Yeah. But of, of Google doc, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. That's a great question. Five, you know, that, pages? that, Five? Uh, no, no, two, two, two and, and a half. half. Three, okay. three is a long script okay. of a Google Doc for us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in time length, anywhere from four to five and a half minutes is our average video length. Um, and then we have, when we go through like a whole book of the Bible in one video, those tend to be anywhere from five to eight minutes in length. Um, so you get. So yeah, Don and I talk for a long time. And then one of us will walk away from that and distill it all into a first draft of a script. Okay. Um, and then once a first draft exists, then um, we sit in a room together and just hammer on it and wordsmith it from anywhere from draft two to draft 10. And um, you know this process, Scott. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, and once we feel like, yeah, this is it, We're, we did it. Um, then we uh, engage our design team wow. and we sit down and we read the script aloud to them and they all have uh, big notebooks and they're just drawing and doodling and we just have this really fun, you know, like uh, just there's no open, open fields, open horizon and we just dream about what the video could be visually and it's a really fun part of the process. Okay, but... That's just the beginning of what happens. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's just the totally. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. yeah. 725 words was oh. the gospel script. Oh, all right. 725. Nice okay. And then, yeah. But then uh, let's say uh, on average, 
you mm-hmm. you have your script of 725 words for gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long before that actually, uh, on average, is it produced mm-hmm. and shows up on YouTube? Yeah. That takes about three months. Yep. And historically, we release them like the day we finish it. <laughs> <laughs> because we're that's just so di- that's how we did it at first. We were just yeah. so antsy to get it out because because we wanted to keep the momentum going. Yeah. So we just would never sit on a video. Now we we get ahead of the game, so we can actually sit on a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from when it actually releases, it could be more than three months. But it takes about three months to make a video on average. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And so we we want to put out a video every three weeks right now, and so that means you know we've got to be working on five or six or seven at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And how many yeah. people are, I mean, you've got, uh, I remember seeing this one room or this area and you there were about maybe 10 computers in the room, uh, graphic artists or whatever you call them at the computer level. <laughs> well, uh-huh. what, how, how many people are working on the video once you give them the manuscript? Mm. It really depends on the video because some of our art styles are um, really simple mm-hmm. and you know, one or two designers can knock it out. Mm-hmm. Some of our art styles are very sophisticated and it requires most of our team to work on it. Wow. Um, so it really depends. But we have about 15 people on our design team. Yeah. Okay. Between illustrators, animators, everyone's kind of got their own kind of niche. Niche. Yeah. Um, but, but at the same time, we really are trying to um, keep things fresh and allow people to try new things and so even things mm. outside of their own discipline. So mm-hmm. it's been the same team since yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, the team grew over the first few years, but we haven't added anyone to the design team for yeah. maybe yeah, two years. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, we've so, sometimes we'll create a series like the, how to read the Bible series. Um, and so there's visually coherent. It'll be 20 videos by the okay. time it's all done. Okay. But what uh, Everett, the, the art director and lead on that, what he helped us dream up was different visual styles for the different literary genres in the Bible. So narrative has a style, poetry has a different style, prose discourse has a style. And so it looks different visually, even within one series, but it's coherent. Okay. Um, other videos we do, we'll just like, no, just we dream up something. Yeah, new. no limitations, dream up a whole new world visually. Okay. Um, those are often our theme videos. So for the artists, we hope that it, for them, it feels like they're just in art school, continually learning uh, new skills and dreaming up new ideas. And um, how many uh, right now on your, I, I want our listeners to hear this. How many uh, uh, watches, what do you call them? Uh, on YouTube. Oh, views? Views. Yeah. YouTube views. Yeah. Do you normally get for um, um, one of your videos? Uh, normal for a video. Let's see. Nowadays, when we release a video, I think it gets around 100,000 views in the first week. And then they all just have a slow burn where yeah. they just keep accumulating views. So our most viewed videos are like 3 million views. Wow. And then, you know, and then our least viewed videos are, you know, a hundred thousand because they just came out. Um, and so they're all, so our library doesn't really have any like viral hits in the sense of like mm, this over, one video overnight ones hit like ten million views. But over our whole library, we've got a hundred million wow. views. Um, so a hundred million people have watched through one of our our videos, and every video mm. is 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 telling the gospel in in, in a fresh yeah, way. Yeah. 
Um, and, uh, and YouTube's great. It, it gives us a lot of great analytics. And um, so we know not only how many views we have, but how many minutes people watched and the average duration percentage mm -hmm. of a video. Demographics. And well, the demographics. Where people live. Mm -hmm. So we, we know all that stuff. And like our, our completion rate on videos, how, how long people actually watch it before they drop off is really high for industry standards. And, um, and so that's also really encouraging. Okay, I've got a suggestion. I, I've watched yeah. your gospel one, which I thought was just awesome. And, uh, I uh, talked about. It's great. I, you I should probably you probably recognize your fingerprints. I, I talked about. It, I know because I talked about it. It went to another million because of my. <laughs> yeah. I have. I have a suggestion for a video theme. Mm. You maybe mm -hmm. have done this, and it's the Hebrew word tov. Mm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know the gospel is. Elwangelion and you, the Epsilon, Upsilon yep. is good, yeah. a good message. It's yeah. Tove. It's the message of Tove. It's the Tove yep. message. Yep. Uh, I've yep. been working on Tove lately. Mm. Uh, I have a mm. book coming out next year with my daughter mm. on mm. forming a culture of Tove. Wow. But oh, um, huh. I wonder have you done anything with Tove? I mean, is there mm. potential there for you? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think um, doing something on uh, good and bad, you know, um, Tov and Ra yeah. uh, is in our word study lineup. Because I agree, the way uh, it's often translated good and evil. Yeah. But when Tov is set against the English word evil, it introduces a bunch of nuances that are not, that are common in our language, but not common to kind of the biblical thing, yeah. probably now. Yeah, Tov. Good and bad have a range of meaning that's different that I think would be cool to explore. Well, you just did. We we're also filming classes here. Uh, Tim uh, will teach through uh, um, things, and we'll bring in students. We'll film it, and that's going to be something that goes on um, oh. on a new website. Mm -hmm. Actually, mm -hmm. I'll plug it right now. Classroom. Seminaries <laughs> now they're going to start disappearing because we can now watch Tim Mackey and John Collins. Oh. <laughs> I won't be in them. <laughs> uh, but it, it's an alternative, uh, seminary level, but you're not going to get a degree and, um, it's not going to be the same experience as going to seminary for sure. Definitely not. Well, um, the thing I know, I, I noticed Tim about, uh, Tove, this word yeah, like 700 times. Yeah. Yeah. And, totally. Well, what I was going to say, Scott was, so Tim taught through, um, an intro to Hebrew Bible mm. and you walked through Genesis mm. one through five, just tracing the word. Oh, actually, you went further than that. Yeah. But just yeah. tracing the word Tove. Yeah. And it's huge. And, and huge how it just theme. brought everything together. Yeah, that's right. It was okay. really cool. No, I, give, me, give me your like, little okay. summary, Scott. Yeah. I don't hear it. He, uh, when I talk uh, in Christian circles, Christians don't like to say they are good because they uh. seem like the only Bible verse they know about good is there is none mm. good, no, not one. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. Yeah. And why do you um, call me a good teacher? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other one. That's a complex one. But the the yeah. the word tov is is hugely significant yeah. in the Hebrew Bible. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's significant in the New Testament. A fruit of the spirit is tov. Uh, <laughs> the way of life for Solomon's prayer is that God would teach them the, to walk mm -hmm. in the way of tov. So tov is. Like a summary word for mm. biblical ethics. 
Mm-hmm. And and yet it is um, it is connected to Genesis one uh, on uh, mm-hmm. the design of God for all that He's done. It's the design of God for the people of God. Um, it's it's God's grace that makes people tove. It's the mm-hmm. Spirit that turns people into toveness. And mm-hmm. um, you can't get away from this word. But it is uh, mm-hmm. when I talked mm-hmm. one day on my blog. I was mm. talking about Willow Creek and that we mm. need a culture of goodness. Mm. Um, mm. I got a resonance from people and the number mm. of people who wrote me and mm. said, why don't mm. we ever talk about goodness? Uh, it sent me on a yeah. quest and I started yeah. working on Tove wow. and a culture of Tove in the Bible. Wow. So, wow. Um, so That's I'm good. I'm going to encourage good, you. Uh, yeah. And then when you do this brilliant, 10 million views video on Tove. Can- Our breakaway hit. <laughs> and then we'll credit you, Scott. Right. We'll say, uh, we're at the point we're right up here with Rick Astley and uh, whatever it's called, Rick Rolling. We'll Tove roll. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're at the point now where when we, when, when we get a new idea mm. like this, mm. um, we could put it in the schedule, yeah, but then yeah. it's like, three years away <laughs> like yeah. we um so i think Toven raw mm. that might be a season eight thing yeah yeah we'll see uh, yeah i've got uh, the list the series that really have a lot ongoing afterlife still one of them is yeah doing these word studies because they're not just video dictionary entries yeah. they really actually become ways of telling the whole story of the bible yeah. through the lens of, of one one word and uh when you pick the right words well, the whole yeah. the whole Bible story, I think, could be captured in the word "tove" too. Well, yeah. you guys yeah. have been really good to be on our uh, on the Kingdom Roots podcast, and we've I think we've gone over our time limit, and I'm I'm sorry <laughs> if we have. But oh, um, right. um, uh, Tim or John, any final words you would like to have our our listeners hear? And you know, I don't mind you promoting the Bible Project, but I think we have for for this session uh but any any final words you would have oh man uh all this pressure we begin with pressure (laughs) uh no no just uh if you want to look up what we're doing and uh just enjoy the videos or participate in the project um you can just google the bible project that's the easiest way and you'll get our website or the youtube channel and uh no, I think other than that is I I continue to be amazed the longer that I sit with the scriptures, the more depth and exciting discoveries I make at a pace that gets getting exponential. Um, <laughs> and it, I simply am blown away every day at the capacity of these texts to say new things to me. Uh, and so... Right. Uh, I just, there's something that happens when you just sit with the scriptures patiently, reading them as a story that leads to Jesus, that they just start to unlock in exciting ways. And, uh, but it takes patience and a lot of time, as you guys know. Very good. Very good. Well, John and Tim, thanks so much for joining Kingdom Roots podcast. And I think Chaz will close us off here with, uh, with our routine ending.
Yeah, I'll send this away. Thanks again, Tim and John. It was so great to have you guys. And thanks our listeners. You know, we always love talking about how the kingdom took root then and how it's taking root now. And I think out of any resource that's out there, Tim and John has put such a helpful resource for us to understand the story of how the kingdom took root. And uh, I know in my ministry and the churches that I have the opportunity to work with, um, it's helped the kingdom take root today. So um, I want to encourage you to check out their stuff. I'll include links to all all of their information in the show notes. So please make sure to check that out. And we look forward to be with you next time as we continue our conversation on how the kingdom took root then and how it's taking root now.